What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When was the moment you knew your basketball career was over? I knew my career was over when one of my favorite coaches in the world put me in a position to say that other players was better than me when he knew what my response was going to be. I ended up getting cut right before the playoffs started in San Antonio. I left with my integrity because I, I would never say somebody's better than me, especially after I just gave him 40 in practice. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of What's Burning. Jack, we're in the full swing of playoffs. The second round has officially started. Uh, let's get started with the Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets. Last night, Phoenix erased a double-digit deficit in the third quarter, only to create their own double-digit deficit in the same quarter. Led by CP3, I think his shoulder's coming back to life. He had 21 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. Devin Booker, 21-8. and eight. Jay Crowder adds 14. The young boy, Bridges, steps up and gives you 23 points with four threes. And the person I've been impressed with the most since the playoffs started for Phoenix is Andre Ayton, who uh, picks up another double-double at 20-10. and 10. Uh Pretty much played uh, Joker even. Joker was at 22-9. and nine. Jack, what are your thoughts on this series in particular and what CP3 and his sons have been able to do? Yeah, well, the key to me was, you know, the energy, but also if Aiton can basically exile Jokic, they got a good chance of winning the series. I think uh, Booker, Booker is definitely the best player in the series besides the MVP, Jokic, but uh, he doesn't have that guard on his team to be as dominant as Murray was. So I, that's that's going to be a big void, especially in this series, because the Suns have all that. They have a Hall of Fame point guard in CP. They have an all-star one going to be a Hall of Famer in Devin Booker. And Aiden is, Aiden is a big man. He's going to grow into his own. They have all the pieces to the puzzle. Denver don't have that. They're wounded right now. And I don't think Jokic is go, it's going to be real difficult for him to pull his team out of this series by himself. But the first game shows how how this team has all those aspects and they can, and they can really be a problem in this series. I think you said something big. If Aiden can um, nullify or, or pretty much cancel out Joker as far as number-wise, I don't think Denver has a chance because, uh, you know, mm -hmm. Phoenix moves the ball so well, shoots the ball well. They're young players. The one thing I've been impressed with Phoenix is their young players haven't been scared of the moment. They've stepped up, hit big shots, uh, made big defensive plays. So glad to see CP, his uh, shoulders coming back to life. 
And, man, I, I definitely underestimated this Phoenix team, and I can proudly say that because, like I said, we've always been rooting for Chris and wanting him to do well. Like we were always big fans of Devin Booker, man. So it's fun to watch this Phoenix Suns team play. Uh, shout out to Monty Williams, man. In the other series that got started, the Atlanta Hawks were able to steal home court advantage by going into Philly and beating the 76ers in game one. Trey Young was amazing as usual. His confidence right now is off the chart, and his team is definitely following the lead. That's a very deep uh, exciting team. Embiid led the uh, the Sixers with 39-9. and nine. Clearly wasn't his self. Jack, who do you feel like needs to step up for the Sixers in order for them to take control of this series? The whole team needs to step up, Matt. You can't have your wounded star getting 39-9 and nine and nobody else show up. You know, all, all, everybody on the team, Ben Simmons, needs to come around and, and try to find a way to be effective offensively. Uh, I think Seth, Seth is doing a great job, but as a team, they need to find out how to play better defense. Um, they re, they're relying too much on Danny Green to be a defensive stopper. I've never known him to be a defensive stopper. So as a team, they need to come together and be a, a, a better defensive team. I got to give Atlanta uh, Hawks coach all the credit in the world, Nate McMillan. He was a tough-minded player, and he's really got these kids going in there with real confidence, going in there with a tough mind and playing hard as they can. I think both teams both have one star, Embiid and uh, Ice Trey. But everybody else going to have to figure out. These teams are basically equal. I, I, I see some kind of way Philly pulling this, pulling this uh, series out, but right now I don't see nobody else stepping on this team and helping Embiid. Yeah, I definitely think that Atlanta just came out with more energy and wanted it more. Again, led by Trey Young. But this is a deep team, Jack. Uh, Bogdanovich hit some big shots down the stretch. They got a vet like Gallinari and Lou Williams coming off the bench. Collins is playing well. Their young shooters are playing well. Again, this is another team that, you know, I, I, I needed to see it in the playoffs. And they went in there and handled business in New York. They come in and steal game one in Philly. This team, these, you know, these young teams are dangerous because they don't know them. They don't give a shit that they're going against the one seed. They feel like they're the best team in, in, in the league right now. That's how you're supposed to feel with the young team. So Philly's going to have to do something to counter that confidence because if they get another game in Philly, it's going to be trouble. In the heavily anticipated series that everyone thought would be very equal, the Brooklyn Nets have come out and beat the shit out of Milwaukee the first two games. Minus James Harden, KD and Kyrie have been in a groove. Uh, Milwaukee is yet to find their rhythm. Uh, Blake Griffins is showing signs of Lob City Blake. Jack, what can Milwaukee do to get back in this series? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I really don't know, man. To honestly, you 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 didn't let KD you didn't let KD get back in his bag and Kyrie get in his bag, and it's gonna be hard to stop that train. Also, I got to give Blake Griffin his credit. You know, you, you need somebody to, to, to be physical. You need somebody to be that tough guy, to lay a hit on somebody, to, to just be that enforcer. And Blake is being that for this team with, not, with, the, with them not playing DeAndre. So, I mean, it, it's hard to say. Um, they, 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 it's obvious they can't stop KD. They can't stop Kyrie. And just imagine if James is back next game. Who mm. knows? You know, mm. so, so mm. They, I think Milwaukee's in trouble right now. And, um, you know, Everybody's trying to make 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 this uh, hype between KD and uh, and Greek Freak. Man, both of these Not guys are close. great. Let, the, let let these guys both be great in their own way. You know what I'm saying? But you can't compare them at all. No, they're not even close. Obviously, Giannis is a two-time MVP, but I don't even think he's in the same tier as KD. KD, to me, and I've been saying it for a while, before he got hurt, he was on the verge of be being the best player in the league. I think coming off an Achilles, which is crazy, I think it's nearly two years uh, since the injury happened, he is officially the best player in the NBA. I think everyone knows it, and that's with all due respect to LeBron. It's KD's, it's KD's league now. And I think one thing that 
Brooklyn is doing now is being able to play with house money. Obviously, with James pulling his hamstring or tweaking his hamstring in the first game, Jack, we both know a week time is not enough to heal a hamstring. He may need two or three weeks. And the way they're playing, you know, if this goes a sweep or even five games, that's going to give him another week and a half to rest. And then kind of depending on how the flow is, you know, they have the ability to still make it to the finals without James, I feel like. I feel like Katie and Kyrie on another level, the role players are playing great. Shout out Brown. He's been doing his thing. And all the uh, role players uh, have been shooting the ball extremely well. But I think, again, they're playing with house money now. The better they play, the more time they're going to be able to rest James. Because, I, like I said, I think they could still get out of the East without James. Um, but just imagine if he comes back and is able to be 75, 80% of himself. I don't see anybody in the league fucking with this team right now. Next up on the radar, presented to you by DraftKings. We got a big matchup out West. The number one, Utah Jazz versus the number four, LA Clippers. The Clippers were pushed to seven games against the Mavs. Kawhi stepped up, got his team to the second round. Jazz are minus 130 favored to win this series, while the Clippers are plus 105. Jack, thoughts on this upcoming series and, and some players to watch out for? It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I, the, I, the player that I really want to see play is Boogie. You know, this they, they didn't have to play a big man in the last series against Dallas because Dallas doesn't really have a solid big man that they can play that can be effective. But Rudy Gobert is probably the defensive player of the year, and um, you're going to have to kind of equal him out or try, to, or try to keep him out the paint and try to keep him busy. You got to play your big man. Uh, we know what Kawhi going to do. We know what Paul George is going to do. We know what Donovan Mitchell is going to do. I want to see the battle of the big man. I want to see Serge Ibaka, if he's healthy, come back. I want to see Boogie Cousins go out there and make his imprint of the game. I'm looking forward to seeing that. No, I agree. Uh, I definitely think this is going to be a matchup where their bigs are going to be need, uh, need to be utilized. They got Zubak. Uh, obviously, we're all looking forward to Boogie getting a chance to play. If uh, Serge's back is ready, they're going to definitely need him. The West is wide open now. I, I think since the Lakers left, the Clippers are in a good rhythm right now. Although Utah is the number one seed, I feel like the Clippers have finally kind of figured out the chemistry they need. They made a few adjustments last series by, you know, sitting people down and, and giving guys more minutes. The role players are playing well. Marcus Morris stepped up and hit, uh, I think, seven threes in game seven, tying him with Steph Curry uh, for the most threes in a game seven. So when your role players are doing things like that, that's what makes you dangerous. But at the same time, Utah's role players have been playing well, too. They always move the ball. This is two of the best uh, three-point shooting teams in the league, man. So it's going to be fun. Donovan Mitchell's hitting on all cylinders. And, and like you said, the two stars from the, uh, the Clippers are hitting on all cylinders as well. So this is going to be a fun series. This Thursday, June 10th, we drop our brother Baron Davis's episode. Obviously, you guys have been waiting for him a long time. But, Jack, before we get to that, we also want to shout him out, too. He has a new movie called Domino premiering June 11th. Um, and this dude does everything, man. So we definitely want to shout our brother out. And he also got a Domino app. Go log in. Yeah. So obviously, shout out BD, man. A very smart man. One of the best players I ever played with. Got a movie coming out this uh, this week. And we got his episode coming out this Thursday, man. Enjoy the trailer. BB4L. Welcome to the NBA moment. What is it? Probably John Stockton. Mm. He cooked you? He, like, stole the ball from me. Like, <laughs> Imagine, like, just getting in the game and you look up trying to get an inbound pass and that shit gone. <laughs> you think you got a steal and it's like, oh, man, I got a steal and that shit gone. I could have played, like, eight minutes that night. But, like, them first two minutes, it was just turnover, 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 bucket, and one, and one. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Go back in, 
the same shit. You just couldn't find them, bro. It was embarrassing. And then I would say the other one was Stephon Marbury. You know, I'm a rookie coming off the bench. He was like, yeah, and one. And he looked at me. He was like, yeah, you don't want none of this. You can't guard me. And Eldon Campbell was like, ooh, you going to let him talk to you like that? Sup? So I'm on the bench, hot. I'm ready to fight everything. Uh, but that was like he was cooking me too. Yeah. Other than that, I say my first game, uh, cross Wayne Turner, uh, preseason, I go up to dunk and never nervous Purvis Ellison took a charge and I cussed him out. Never nervous. <laughs> you seven foot, motherfucker. What you doing taking a charge? You played in a crazy time where it was AI, a young D Way, Steve Nash, Gilbert, you name it, people was out there. All of them. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Add Chris Paul in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren Williams. Add Darren Williams. Add Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. Add Nick Van Axel, add Rod Strickland, add Sam Cassell. Mm-hmm. These are all the people we lost to in the playoffs. It was an era night. of every night. Mike Bibby. Mm-hmm. Like, you getting a different look from a different point guard every night. And then you got to go against the Greg Anthonys and the Charlie Wards, who are, like, more defensive-minded. Yeah. Eric Snow's defensive-minded. Mark Jackson. I played against Mark Jackson. So all these, like, great point guards that you kind of watched growing up, it was a lot. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough. But these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., 
only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Time to make your mark with Tally and Twine Watch Company. The luxury watch brand is 100% black owned and run by two HBCU grads and former college roommates. Tally and Twine offers detail and luxury with the styles for both men and women. The Virginia-based company, founded in 2014, has been featured in Men's Health, The Rob Report, Black Enterprises, Huffington Post, New York Magazine, Cosmopolitan, and many more. Join the Tally and Twine family. Shop at tallyandtwine.com and use the code ATS for 10% off your next order. Next up, we have On the Clock presented to you by Tally and Twine. Jack, the Portland Trailblazers are on the clock. You know, we've discussed it. Uh, is it Dame, is Dame time up in Portland? Can they win with that backcourt? Uh, they fire coach Terry Stotts. Dame came right out uh, and said that he wanted Jay Kidd. Jay Kidd was in the mix and then pulled himself out of the mix. So we'll talk about that. Uh, what do you think the plan for Portland is moving forward? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, who knows, bro? I mean, for me, I want to I want to see Dame leave. Uh, I'm a lawyer guy to a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you got to do what's best for you, you know? And, and uh, if Dame, you know, Dame's going to be a, a great player wherever he, wherever he goes or wherever he is, he's going to be a great player. I just think that with 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 things not with him not with J- Jason Kidd pulling out and things not going as well as he want you know I think it's going to cause confusion with the next coach coming in with the fact that he he requested Jason Kidd and Jason Kidd backing out I don't think Dan is going to be at home I I, I don't think they're really going to take his opinion uh, uh, as they should, as him being the best player. So I don't know how that whole dynamic is going to play out, man. I know he's tired of losing. I can say that. And uh, I just want to see my brother win because he des- he definitely deserve it. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, uh, and he made that, that, that post, how long do I stay dedicated? How long until opportunity meets preparation? Rest in peace, nip. And that kind of got the red lights buzzing. Like, uh-oh, is Dame tired of this? Because he's been adamant about being loyal to this team. But like you said, loyalty – can only last so long when you're not winning in this game. This game is about winning. He's done everything he possibly can to get his team there, and they can't seem to get over the hump. I want to talk about this Jason Kidd piece because obviously he, him saying he, uh, he wanted Jason Kidd and Jason Kidd pulling out. Do these guys know something? Did Jason Kidd pull out because he knows Dame is not going to be there next year? Because, I mean, no one's going to want to take that job, obviously, if you lose your best player. So there could be something to this. Um, obviously, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff off the wall. He still has four years, $176 million left. His contract ends in 2025. Will he be 34 years old? So now's his time. He's in his prime. Uh, it's going to be an interesting summer to see if they can land a solid coach and another piece or if Dame has Dame time is up in Portland. We'll have to see. Shout out to our you brother, want- though. 
you never want to be loyal to a fault. You never want to be loyal to a fault. I was loyal to a fault with Ron. You know, I don't mind. I, 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 I don't regret uh, helping my brother, but it cost me a lot of money. And it, it, it cost me a, a lot of heartache and pain and stress. But at the same time, you don't want to be loyal to a fault, man. You can stay loyal to an organization and a company, but they won't show no loyalty to, to you at the end. It might be time to make a move. We'll have to see. Next up, our favorite segment, fan questions. Jack, kick it off. First question. At your boy underscore Bo, what helped you guys keep your head up and focus at the same time when you were at your lowest in your NBA career? What kept you going? Mm, good question. Good question. I think I was at the lowest of my career coming out of Philly where I hadn't played for two years um, and I end up at Golden State. Um, so obviously, you know, we've discussed this. I owe a lot of credit to our brother, Baron Davis. Check his episode out this Thursday. And then believe it in myself. You know what I mean? I think that doubt creeps in sometimes as athletes, and that's the one thing that can kill you. So I think believing in yourself, because who's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? And I would say the last thing is that tree. You know, that tree kept my mind st steady and, and ready, didn't have me too sporadic. So when my opportunity came in Golden State, I jumped on it and, and made myself a household name and, and ran with my career. So that's kind of what I did because I was definitely at my lowest point, um, like 2005, 2006. Lowest point for me, uh, I really don't know. I was the second to last pick in the draft. I broke both of my feet before I got to the NBA, tried out with 17 teams. So I always made love to pressure. Uh, any, any, anything that I dealt with, I came across, or I dealt with, you know, I got on my knees, gave it to God, and uh, and uh, I knew I had the strength to get through it. Trouble don't last always. Uh, I never was down on myself. I never not believed in myself. But I also knew that it's going to rain some days. But like I said, it don't rain always. Just get up and deal with it. Uh, when I when I was in the brawl and I lost all that money, you didn't hear me complain. You didn't hear me blame it on nobody else. I went out there and defended my brother. But right after that, I got back. God went back with the paces. We made the playoffs and we made a hell of a run. So uh, it, it's not it's not about what you go through. It's about what you do after that. And uh, just pick mm -hmm. yourself up and keep it moving. Absolutely. Next up, we see greatness in you. What is the best advice you have for kings and queens out there who want to make a difference in the world but don't know how? That's a good question. Shout out to my boy Terrence. We see greatness in you. That's my Absolutely. guy. Uh, he, yep. He's been with me since 2016. We've been going to Flint, giving away water. Uh, the 17 states I've been to this year to give back since my brother George Floyd died. Terrence has been, uh, we see greatness. His name is Terrence. He's been with us every step of the way. When you see a sign that say we see greatness, that's this guy Terrence. He's one of the best people I know in the world. He's mm -hmm. always positive. What you can do is do your part. Uh, you don't have to have the biggest voice. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be a celebrity. You don't have to be any of those things. Everybody has a voice and everybody has a part to play. If, if people stop worrying about what other people are doing and worry about what they control and do their part, we'll be all right. But it's too many people worrying about judging people on what they're doing, what they're not doing, and how they're doing it. If you just do your part, whether you're a man or a woman, king or queen, that's all that matters because we all have a part to play. Mm. I couldn't have said any better myself. I mean, sports is so synonymous with life in general. I think he's learned so many life lessons from sports. And one quote that I love that Doc Rivers said is be a star in your role. Like Jack said, there's a role for everybody to play. Play your role. Stop worrying about everyone else. And that's how you can do your part. But definitely shout out to Terrence, man. Very positive brother, man. I ain't never been around someone who's so goddamn positive. So I loved it. Loved his energy. And, and definitely shout out to homie. Next fan question. Devin, no one cares. Dame is one of the most large superstars in the NBA on record. But if Portland doesn't get him help, should he be loyal enough to leave? Man, we just touched on this. Um, I, I think he should. You know, I think it's time for him to start thinking about himself. 31 years old, uh, in the prime of his career, most clutch player we have in the game. 
Uh, and he's done everything he possibly can since he got in this league to get this team over the hump, and they haven't been able to do it. I respect the loyalty. I love the loyalty. But at the same time, man, that clock is ticking on his career, so we'll have to see. Uh, for me, he, he deserves to experience the finals one time. Uh, I'm so blessed and humbled that I was able to play with Tim Duncan and David Robson and, and experience the finals. And Dame, is as much work as he, as much damage and as good as he is, I just, for me, as a fan of Dame, I just want him to experience the finals. And if that takes him leaving, so be it. Agreed, agreed. Next up, Leprechaun Chris. What player on a terrible team has a chance to be a star if moved elsewhere? Mm, good question. Oh, what player on a terrible team? Uh, that's a good question. I think one person I like is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I know uh, Doc at the time was very skeptical about putting him in the PG trade, and he was the centerpiece that made that trade go. This kid is a young star over there in Oklahoma City. Who know, I'm sure they're going to try to hold on to him, but I would love to see him get in a situation where he's in the playoffs year in, year out, because this kid is definitely going to be a star. Next fan question, E. Luke's. When was the moment you knew your basketball career was over? And what was that like? Man, I retired, you know, after that 2017 championship with the Warriors. And it was just one day I woke up and felt like, you know, what was next? You know, I had played a 15-year career. Um, you know, business started moving. Uh, wasn't a chance to get this chance to see my twins as much as I'd like to. So I wanted, you know, get that dad duty on because, you know, this this travel life is a grind. And, you know, my transition was smooth. You know, luckily I had planned ahead. So like I said, when I timed to step away, I knew exactly what I was doing and where I was headed. So uh, never really looked back. Um, love basketball still. Coach it, watch it, analyze it, uh, but don't miss it at all. So, uh, you know, I was one of the lucky ones that kind of got to walk away um, on my terms and, and, and start Chapter 2. I knew my career was over when my, one of my favorite people in the whole world, one of my favorite coaches in the world, put me in a position to say that other players was better than me when he knew what my response was going to be. And uh, I ended up getting cut right before the playoffs started in San Antonio. Pop put me in a position where he said I need to come in the locker room in front of the team and admit that, some, that certain players were better than me going into the playoffs after I just crushed them all in practice and was talking crazy trash to him. And Pop, the smartest coach I've ever been around, he knows my response was going to be, and he knew I wasn't going to say that. And at the time, when he asked me to say that, Tracy McGrady was already on the plane coming in town, and that was right before the playoffs. And you know that, Matt. You get cut, you get cut right before the playoffs. It's basically over for you. And, and this, this was almost at the end of my career. So I knew I wasn't going to play again, but at the same time, I left with my integrity because I, I would never say somebody was better than me, especially after I just gave him 40 in practice. <laughs> I feel that, man. Next up, uh, Nas35 underscore. How do you guys feel about the Lakers' early playoff exit, and what is the future looking like for this team? I, I knew it was going to happen. Once AD went down, you know, um, obviously I, uh, I DM uh, Braun and told him, you know, He's done the impossible so many times just to give him some, give him some uh, motivation. Like it ain't like he needed. But I'm a fan of LeBron, you know, and, and I, I wanted to see him do the impossible again. Obviously, it didn't happen because he's older now. He's he, and he was injured as well. But I knew once AD went down, that team wasn't going to be the same. You know what I'm saying? You you can't you can't have uh, your your point guard Schroeder, you know, have, laying the egg, playing 27 minutes and not and not scoring one one point at all. I don't I don't I don't know if I ever played a game where I played over 20 minutes and didn't score one point. The supporting cast wasn't there. And then what, what made it worse, they brought, tried to bring AD back. Now you got your team in a deciding game depending on the, the most hurt player on your team. Y'all relying on a hurt player. And that killed the, the momentum of the other guys who are healthy that you need to play well because now, you, now what you're saying to them, okay, well, 
We have a healthy team. We have a guy like Montrez who's healthy that can help this team. But we want to see if we can our hurt player can come and do the job. That killed the morale of the team, and that's when I knew it was over. Uh, injuries. To me, injuries, they weren't healthy at the right time, and that's the key. Uh, you know, LeBron has to do so much at his age. He needed to be healthy. And then your next best player has to be healthy, too, and they didn't have that. So we'll see what happens in the future for this team. Um, but we're going to get more into this in our next segment. So I'm going to say my real analytic take for that. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough. But these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Next up, quick hitters. Uh, what's next for the Lakers? I think, I mean, Jack, you said a lot of great points in the last segment. I, I think just health is important. 
Um, health is very important for this team because they're led by an, uh, an aging superstar and a star who is injury prone. And we all said if, if they were healthy, no matter what seed they were, they would be favored and they weren't healthy. And again, the fact that I think that they put AD out there knowing he had a groin injury, uh, that didn't look good on the Lakers or their staff, their medical staff, because again, someone who's injury prone. And I think I talked about either on this show or on ESPN that uh, to me, you don't risk AD because he is someone who is susceptible to injuries. You don't risk playing with a groin like that. Uh, we saw even in warmups that he didn't look like himself and tweaked it really early. So I was disappointed that they actually even let him play. And then to your point, Jack, when AD plays, role players have to have a different mindset. If they would have known AD wasn't playing, they would have known they're going to have to come out and gun in this series. So their mindset was different. Uh, AD is in, then AD is out. So now the mindset has completely changed. And, and to me, they just, they didn't have it. But again, uh, you know, I think LeBron still has, to me, I think last year, next year is possibly LeBron's last window. Um, and I, and I hate the fact, I think someone brought this up, but I kind of hate the LeBron slander. You know, this guy has been arguably the best player in the game since he's came in the game, top two or three players in the game since he's been coming in the game. And now that his numbers aren't astronomical like we're accustomed to, but they're still very solid, and he was hurt, there's all this, uh, all this he's done talk, he's washed talk, he's too old talk, which is, which is really disappointing because this guy's given the game so much. And, and, and I can already tell that the slander's coming because people love when the mighty fall, and not that he's fallen yet, but obviously he's on the backside of his career. So I think it's going to get ugly as far as criticism for him, which is, is going to be fucked up. But, you know, we're going to hold him down on this show. People hate what they can't be. Point blank. People hate what they can't be. They can never be LeBron. They can never be a talented LeBron. So the only thing they can do is hate. People, so many people, all they can do is try to say, well, he's not Kobe, he's not Jordan. We, and I, as players, we don't expect him to be. He's LeBron James, the one and right. only, the king. So we don't compare. People, us, we know what time it is with LeBron, and he's one of the best to ever see the court. And we're going to continue to give him his props and continue to have his back. Second for mm -hmm. me, karma hits everybody, and karma is real. And karma hit the Lakers. You can't treat the, the X6 man of the year like trash, mm -hmm. then when you need him, and you try to bring him in the game, you expect his mental to be right. That's not real. You, you didn't play him early in the season. You didn't play him in the playoffs, you, at the beginning of the playoffs, and you didn't give him the minutes that he deserved as coming in as that reigning sixth man of the year. So now when AD go down, now you want to throw him in there to see if he can be effective. No, his mental not right. So this is karma killing them. They should have known that AD was injury prone, and it was the possibility that he can go down for injury. And with that possibility, you got to keep Montrez happy. They didn't do that, and it came to backfire on them. Mm -hmm. Be interesting to see what happens to him um, if he stays relieved because obviously he expressed his dis, his unhappiness, excuse me. So uh, interesting summer for the Lakers. Uh, they always seem to bounce back and grab a piece when they need it. So we'll have to see if that happens this summer. Next up, we have the Boston Celtics with Danny Age stepping down and Brad Stevens not able to get the job done on the bench. Uh, they promote him and put him in Ainge's position. Uh, so they're looking for a coach. And, uh, man, who do you feel like is the best fit? That's a young, athletic team with two of the best young stars in the game. Obviously, they missed Jalen Brown in the playoffs, but we all know what Tatum can do and did. Uh, thoughts on this team and, and this situation, Jack? Well, shout out to Danny Ainge, man. Danny Ainge made a lot of good moves in his, in, in, in his career, his management. Also, he drafted me. The Suns had one pick in the draft, the 42nd pick in the draft, and he took a chance on me. So I will always uh, appreciate Danny Ainge and have his back. I think they need to go with Sam Cassell. 
Sam Cassell won a championship there. He's been around Doc Rivers for a while. He's been in Boston on the bench and, and, as, and as a player. I think Sam Cassell would be a, a perfect fit for these guys. For me, it has to be a player. It has to be somebody that Jalen and, um, and Tatum can, can, can talk to, can confide in, and can have a lot in common with as being players. One thing about players that's coaching, they know a lot about in-game moments and how to deal with the ups and downs of the game actually from a player. So when you can, when you can correlate that to another player and y'all have that understanding, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a better chance that they can build and go forward and have success. So I think it's, it's better for them to have an ex-player or some type of player to have a voice that these two young guys respect that will help them go forward. Yeah, definitely, too. And even if it's a first-time coach, you know, obviously it's Chauncey out there. There's Jason Kidd, who's been a coach before, Sam Cassell, as you mentioned. And that's the one thing I think sometimes they uh, complain about inexperience. But similar to what Steve Nash was able to do over in New, uh, in Brooklyn is surround himself with great veteran coaches and guys that have been there. So, you know, two nice jobs on the horizon this year with Boston and the Blazers. I'm sure there'll be more. A lot of black head coach candidates. So it'll be interesting to see if, if, if who gets the opportunities uh, this time. Also, shout out Becky Hammonds. I know she's going to be in the running for a head coach job. She could possibly be the first female uh, head coach in the NBA. So always pulling for her as well. So it's going to be an interesting, not only movement as far as players this summer, but, you know, there's some big names out there as far as head coaches, and we'll see where they land this summer as well. Hey, man, give one of the brothers a shot at a coaching with two good players. Stop giving the right. brothers the job with the, with the worst teams in the league. Give one of the brothers a shot with a great team, Let's just, like, just like they did Steve Nash. I think it's time. Let him walk into a good situation. I agree. Last but not least, uh, Coach Tibbs wins Coach of the Year for, with the New York Knicks. Obviously, hats off to him. Great season. Completely changed the mindset of that organization. Got them back to the playoffs. Baby steps. I know their fans weren't happy, uh, but it's, again, baby steps. Although I feel like my vote would have went to Monty Williams and what him and CP have been able to do to Phoenix, but I don't have a vote, so it doesn't matter. But Monty did win coach's pick of coach of the year. So, Jack, thoughts on this? Man, I got, I got love for Tibbs. He's a tough-minded coach. He wants to win. He has passion. But Monty Williams is the coach of the year. Ain't no question about that. Everybody, All the players say it. All the coaches say it. We all know it's a lot of people. That, uh, that's voting for this, that never played a game of basketball and don't even understand what it takes for, for Monty, uh, to everything he's been through with his, with his family, to coming back to being, uh, getting his team in Phoenix to the, to the top of the Western Conference. It takes a lot. Nobody knows what he, what, everything he's been through. But I, 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 I'm not really trying to overshadow Tibbs. I, I congratulate him. But we all know who deserves that job, and I, I think Monty definitely deserved it. Completely agree. Rounding out the show, Jack, we just came back from Miami this weekend to watch the Mayweather-Paul fight. A lot of energy. I had a good time outside of the rain that kept starting and stopping. Um, thoughts on this weekend? I had a good time, man. I, um, I enjoyed being down there. Shout out Showtime for bringing us down. Uh, I love boxing. I, lo I love being at fights. Uh, I think uh, for the most part, I was proud of Ocho Cinco. Um, yes. it, takes a, it takes a lot to get in there to train to actually fight somebody. Like I always say, Matt, somebody got to hit me or swing at me, and I got to fight off reaction. I can't train and, and, and walk <laughs> into a ring and get prepared to fight nobody. That ain't how I move. I'm a street fighter. And, uh, but it, it takes a lot to fight. Fighting on the street and boxing is totally different, two different things. Now, I got I to gotta salute Chad for going in there, for fighting all those rounds and, and finishing the fight on his feet. You know, a lot, a, lot, a lot of people don't understand how hard that is, so I salute him. My Muslim brother, Badu Jack, uh, came out and put on a good fight. You know, he, he really punished that guy. Um, the Floyd and, uh, and, uh, and Logan Paul situation, for me, I'm giving all the props to Logan. 
Not, not, I'm talking about as far as fighting-wise. Everybody know who Money Mayweather is. He's a businessman. Nobody makes more money than Floyd. Floyd, hey, like Floyd said, if it ain't beneficial, it's artificial. It's about the money. I understand that. But I don't want to see Floyd fight no more. I don't want to see Floyd fight no more at all. I expect him to punish Logan, at least knock him down. But we were right there, Matt, and Logan did his thing. He stood in there with Floyd, even though it's a big weight difference, and it's, a weight class, it's weight classes for a reason, as you see now. It was entertainment, but I don't want to see Floyd fight again. I want Floyd to ride off in the sunset, continue to make his money and all his business eventually he got. Because he still, because people, what people don't understand is, even though he, not, he might not fight again, he's still making 30, 40 million off the court a year. So, he, I mean, off the, out, of, out of boxing a year. Floyd is one of the smartest boxers and smartest businessmen we've ever seen. So, on that aspect of it, he did his job. But I don't want to see him fight no more. Uh, Logan Paul, I don't see him being a professional fighter either. Um, when he, if he fought somebody his size, they probably punish him. But he's entertaining. He did his job. He made twenty million. Salute. Floyd made one hundred thirty million. Salute to him too. If it ain't about the money, what it is about? <laughs> Again, yeah, definitely. Shout out to Ocho Cinco, man. To me, he won three out of four rounds. It, it, it's disappointing to me that all people want to show is the knockdown because uh, he, for him not being a boxer, he outboxed someone who trains to fight for a living. You know, we were there. Ocho won. Three out of those four rounds got clipped with his chin up one time and went down, but then got back up. But definitely shout out to him. The Mayweather and Paul situation, to me, it is what it is. I mean, I think you said it all. It was a business move for Floyd. Um, Logan looked about 50 pounds heavier, but, you know, he went eight rounds. And, you know, we were, again, we were right there. And there were times where Floyd was coming for him and hit him with some good shots. And I just think the weight difference, you know, Logan ate some of those. So, obviously, Floyd, the greatest boxer ever. Uh, has made plenty of money, did plenty of things, but uh, this was a this was definitely a, a money play. And then you see, uh, you know, Jake Paul will fight Tyrone Woodley later in this summer. Uh, you know, boxing purists hate this, but at the same time, I just think it's bringing eyes to boxing. You know, whether you agree with it or not, it's bringing eyes to boxing. These guys are making money. So what I hope comes out of this is, you know, we can continue the momentum for boxing and hopefully get these fighters paid more because, you know, these guys are coming in. Logan Paul is going to make upwards of 30 40 million when it's all said and done you saw floyd is going to make a hundred or more off this you know uh low or jake's going to get paid tyrone woodley off this one fight is going to make more than he ever made in his mma career so hopefully what this does is just starts getting these fighters in both sports paid more because they definitely deserve it but uh you know it was a cool it, it was an event it was entertainment um and that's what i took it as but i agree i, I think you know floyd has nothing else to prove uh, he's still going to make money regardless, but I respect this this Paul wave right now. I think a lot of people are hating on it. I think at some point it's going to come to an end, but until somebody... Oh, it's coming to an end, bro. It's yeah. coming to an end. As soon as somebody... Until someone beats these dudes, man, you, you know, check re, check it or respect it. You know what I mean? Either, one, either way, so we're going to see what happens this summer with T. Woodley. I think a lot is on the line for the culture uh, in that fight, uh, and we'll definitely be front row checking that out. Well, that's a wrap. Appreciate you guys joining us. What's Burning is available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter and Instagram at Show Basketball. Peace. See y'all next week. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC.
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.